This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Welcome and well met to episode 137 of Tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Agelos, and with me this afternoon, the one, the only, the guy who wishes he could tank as well as my sex bar, Arkaneer. I think he's, I think he's kind of muted. Yeah, there. you're muted. <laughs> Still so, muted, yeah. Uh, yeah, hello, I'm here. I'm happy to be here, but you can just start the show saying that. Because, you know, I have to greet people, but if you say that, my brain tries to, you know, counter that, and I can't greet people, so hello to the chat room. I'll try not to get taunted by Ag. I mean, his sexplorer's taunt isn't gonna be useful anyway, so <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't, uh... Anyway, yeah, happy to be here. See, I got you so flustered already, you can't, you're just like, yeah, no, nope, I'm done, show's over. My entire entry gone i i understand i understand i mean i'm not running the suboptimal build like you are so i could be flustered too but anyway the guy who's running a suboptimal system sean own you how are you buddy oh suboptimal yeah suboptimal. i'm doing pretty good i don't know my infinite health tank it's coming along pretty nicely been talking to galsker a little bit about it he's gave me some ideas he's trying to make it trying to make it be a pvp viable okay but don't I don't know how that's gonna work, but so far I'm doing pretty good. Nice, nice. And hello, chat room. Thanks, Zealot, for that. So I remind you, thank you so much for showing up on this Saturday afternoon. You guys are great. So we got a show, um, and we're gonna hop right on into it. So first thing we got to do is our tales of Tamriel, the thing that the show was named after, talking about what adventures we've had in Tamriel this week. Including Mike Ajit right here, who I'm kind of throwing around my shoulder because she's ah she bit me. She's obviously <laughs> AD. <laughs> yeah, um, but being our guest for this week, um, Sean, why don't you go ahead and talk to us a little bit about what you've been doing and maybe give us a little bit of a insight into your infinite health build you've been working on? All right. Well, I guess I'm going to start with uh, housing. 
because we've only had housing for what a week yeah compared to you right. guys oh yeah it was um, last monday was it monday you guys got it yeah the 20 question mark yeah. i don't know yeah something like that anyway uh so i had 6.5 million gold before housing okay oh hold on hold on hold on hold on 6.5 million gold my buddy quit the game and he gave me five and a half million okay all right okay okay i got uh yeah he's like i'm done literally deleted eso and sent me everything he had no i'm just more you know i like to point this out because everyone's like Ag's perception of how much money. No, people your have. perception is wrong. Your yours is wrong. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You're just the one who said you had six point five million. So and now, after I had that six point five million housing dropped, I got to ten thousand to my name. That well, was it. <laughs> that's that's to be expected, of course. But the the fact that you had six point five million tells me that. Hey. 5.5 million of it came from his friends. But so that just means that other million to... took a year and a half to get. <laughs> All I know is your friend at least had 5.5 million. So it's not like you had 10 friends leave and they all donated a little bit. You had one guy leave and give you 5.5 million. He got really lucky in RGB way back when. Okay. When RGB so, yeah. was doing the thing. So every anyway. still doesn't have 4 million. But yeah, continue. <laughs> And there's a lot of new players too. Like, but then they had go from seven million to eight and a half million uh, between E3 last year to this time. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, that's another 1.5 million expected people are playing compared to whatever. Yeah, where it was last year, or even nine months ago. Yes, that is yeah. correct. So the that percentage for people who are rich is definitely down. Well, I mean, obviously, when you're adding new players in, it, it dilutes the demographic, but you also can make money off of new players as well. Yeah, um, that's an, another thing, actually. Um, so temps before housing were 25k a piece on Xbox. Oof. Now I saw some go for 9,250. Now that, it's like, whoa. That's a just... lot closer to at least the North American side. I think... Uh, Tempering alloys are somewhere in the five to eight k range, somewhere in there. So oh, really, tempering alloys were ten point five k on European side, but just before you know, two months before Homestead, everyone stopped buying it. Now they are like seven k or something. No, flying off the shelves. Everyone's trying to get that two and a half thousand gold or whatever just to buy flowers. Well, but anyway, with housing. <laughs> I, I know um, before housing on the PC, hardly anything was selling because everyone was just stockpiling saving, money. Yeah. Saving, uh, well, yeah. So I actually posted a video in Dungeon Crawlers, uh, and I think it was a general or whatever where I showed you. Yeah. I made a maze. The maze has four levels, um, so you have to go upstairs and whatnot. I put lights along along the sides to help guide people away. There's invisible walls. There's invisible floors. There's <laughs> traps. And it took me like 40 hours to make this thing. And each bush that I put in was a 1,250 gold. Like that's how much they cost from the uh, trader. And you just a merchant or whatever. And that thing has 450 to 500 of them. I'm not exactly sure on the amount. But I spent a lot on bushes. <laughs> now, now, which place did you buy? Um, So I bought the Hunnings Hall. Okay. was the first one I bought. The one on the beach in uh, Shrows Mackay. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. um, I really like that one. And then 
I actually bought another house. I decided to buy um, what's the AD one with the waterfall? Uh, uh you automatically said AD, so I kind of shut off. It... <laughs> now it's gonna oh. bother me. Anyway, uh, it has a waterfall. Yeah. It's AD, the three point seven mil house. Oh, Serenity Falls. That one, Serenity yeah. Falls. The Manor. I got and, you. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my friend Merritt and one of my other buds, Beer Man, we're basically turning it into an ikea and we're making furniture we can all can make and just putting it on display and like i've been inviting people to come over and be like this is what i can make what do you want i need to make my money back <laughs> and <laughs> so I it's have... essentially a showroom where you're like oh do you like yeah. this this would look great in any yep. uh, nordic domicile <laughs> well most people can't see it unless they go on their phones or whatever and google eso fashion and a lot of people don't do that you guys are all on pc console it's a little different yeah. right and that so, actually makes sense. You know, both immersion-wise and, you know, for usefulness, that having a showroom like that, that actually makes sense. Now I want to visit have... it. <laughs> I, I'll take a video for you. Or you can go buy an Xbox, like a real gamer. Um... <clears throat> oh, <laughs> PC Master Race. Sorry. Oh, didn't you say, like, you're... Uh, you've been sick a lot lately, and you were sick of, and you get sick near inferior hardware, but you've been sick. Oh, oh. So oh, I don't know. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired, indeed. <laughs> I should be. I'm greatly offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And job, you're just talking though. about like I need to upgrade my PC. So that I really do. Like my PC is fairly old. Um. So yeah, no, that that's that's just me not upgrading my PC in like six years. Um, pretty much any PC you buy is probably at least as good as mine. Now, when I bought mine like six years ago, I mean, I built the thing and it was top of the line. I spent tons of money on this thing. So it's still fairly good. Like it's kind of higher end, but it's starting to show its age in some areas. Uh, most most notably, the area that I see the most issue with is uh, Witcher 3. When I was playing that, I can only do medium settings, and I think that's kind of my graphics card. But I do a lot of, obviously, podcasting and rendering and things like that, so I need a better uh, a better. You split up set. your resources quite a bit. Yeah, I, I use a lot. So I need a I need probably an i7 or something like that. So I mean, maybe you should stop buying Crown... Yeah, you know, that's a problem, too. Crown currency. I forgot oh, the yeah. name of the crown currency. Crown points. <laughs> Just crowns. What do we call it? Just crowns. Crowns, yeah. yeah. Why did I forget that? It's not, not untrue. Um, right. I, I, <laughs> I did this on Twitter, and uh, people kept telling me, don't do it, don't do it. But I said, I'm actually going to sit down and find out how much I've spent on ESO since it came out. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I immediately felt really bad about myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Look at it this way. If you don't smoke and you don't really drink often, look, I'm just using that money for this addiction. It's true. Let's be honest. We're addicted to ESO. (laughs) 100% true with that. Yeah, this is pretty much... And it's the only thing I really play. I mean, uh, kind of off topic, but the North American servers went down this afternoon. Like, I was getting ready for the show, and I'm like... This coming from the Xbox, who's been down pretty much all week, so let's let's not go there. Hey, I, I, I everyone got kicked, but me. I was in there, Craig Lauren today, and I was the only person there. It was funny. I literally was just watching people drop off like flies. 
<laughs> Sir Poofington in chat's like, sorry, cat, you can't eat this week. Daddy needs crowns. <laughs> it's it's really true. Um, and it's a sad, sad situation. Um, but like the funny thing is, like you said, how addicted we are to ESO. Like, so the game went down, right? And I had a few minutes. My son was asleep. Um, my notes were all prepared for the show. So I'm like, I got a few minutes. What am I going to do? I'm going to play ESO. Servers are down. Crap. What do I do? I literally sat here for like 20 minutes staring at my screen going, I have no idea what I want to do until I saw Ark was playing Age of Empires 2. I mean, if it wasn't for Ark, who I saw playing AoE, I would have been like, I would have just sat here and stared at my screen because I'm like, I don't have anything else I want to do. So, yeah, addicted. But continue your story. Oh, um. also in my house, I ended up buying all the uh, crafting stations. So I have all what, six crafting stations in a small area. And I own the banker, the merchant, and the fence. And I have them all right there uh, in my uh, Ikea store, basically. So if people's <laughs> like, I need to go get gold. Right over here. By the way, <laughs> we offer ex- we extend credit. <laughs> nice. That's, that's, that's just perfect. Um, I, I made three hundred k gold today oh, with wow. IKEA, and I was like, because I've been posting on like our the Xbox Facebook group about it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, come to my store, loop, and then someone comes to my store, and then I show them after a while, I'll be like, oh yeah, and they're like, well, anything else you got? I'm like, well, I'll show you my maze. I actually have a guy who wants to pay me a million gold to go make him a maze. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> I I actually expect that to be a thing going forward. Like if people are really good at decorating, just period. Because mm-hmm. some people don't Decorators. have. Yeah, like people like, hey, this is what I've done. I can, I will decorate your house for you for a fee. I mean, yeah. I, I can see that happening. Because some people just don't have a touch. Like they throw something down. It's like, okay. Yep, looks good. I guess. Yeah, I had a, <laughs> I had another guy who wanted me to make him like a canopy walkway because, like, if you saw in that video that I posted, mm-hmm. which, I don't know, look up ESO Maze. Maybe it'll pop up. I don't know. I don't have many subscribers, <laughs> but anyway, uh, if you end up finding it, like, made it really hard to see. You have to play it in first person, which I actually only used to play in first person until I got to Vet 16. Like, I played through all the way through Vet 16 first person. Mm. anyway um, i don't know it was really cool i'm proud of it i'm like guys go look go look i used to i was giving a like drew wax to people who would go and finish my maze and whatnot <laughs> i'll uh like, if you can complete this make sure you i get the link again and i'll add it in the show notes so when people look at the actual right. show notes they can they can go view your video because that's that's pretty cool so just send me the link after this and yeah, and i'll get it that. in the notes so um Besides that, for what I've been doing with housing, uh, ironically, a lot of people hate it on console. Like, because uh, of uh, you're not able to put items in it, like uh, storage. That not was a function. I know Galsner says that too uh, in our in our guild that he hasn't bought any housing because it's not something that interests because he doesn't care about decorating or anything of that nature. Um, and, and coming from an old school gamer who prefers. Uh, like ha- housing in U- in uh, Ultima Online provided storage. Like that's one of the main reasons to have a house because then, you know, you could have all this extra storage. So, I mean, eh. I can imagine being on the controller as well. Like, cause I was, I was in very there. Very user friendly. 
scary. Is it actually user friendly yes. to move stuff around with a controller? Because uh-huh. it felt um, kind of so odd even on PC. You actually with the controller, it's very intuitive. Um, okay. Have you ever solid modeled anything before? Like on a touchscreen, I would guess. Maybe, uh, maybe maybe not. No. All right. So like, if you press RT, it rotates ro- clockwise right. Press LT or uh, RT zooms in. It's like or LT zooms in and out. RT, I don't remember what it does. It does the button. <laughs> yeah. But like, it, between LT, RT, LB, L, RB, it just rotates how you'd want it. And like, I made this maze, and like people come to it and they're like, "Oh my god! Like, how'd you do this?" And that's to me, it felt very intuitive. And like, uh, they have a like the Y button. You press that, and it'll automatically go to the floor. And so then stuff won't go through the floor or whatnot. It makes it really easy to play stuff. Hmm. Okay. No, I'm I'm glad it, it's simple. I mean, the fact that like when I'm rolling around on PC and it takes control of my mouse in order to do this stuff, it, it's just a little unnerving. I mean, I guess it's not too bad, but it's unnerving to me on PC. Um to you know do what i need to do now i do have a question did you guys get the double xp on xbox double ap double ap yes thank you yeah and people are literally going into bleaker's outpost and nickel outpost and there's like say red on one side blue on the other and they're like inside the outpost and just capturing flags the red goes away blue goes capture capture flags and they're doing that back and forth like constantly. I'm glad that doesn't happen a lot, or at least I'm not seeing it here on European Mega Server. Either I'm not seeing it, or it doesn't really happen because I've been fighting, like for real, with my groups for since the beginning of the AP week, uh, double AP week, and we haven't really done anything like that. So there may I be. I saw a person too, by doing that, like they get the Del- the twenty percent AP buff from the Delve. And for each capture they get, that's not including hitting it. That's just for like capturing it. They're getting fourteen and point nine k AP, and you can get that every three minutes. Mm. But I heard about people are starting to get their AP and PVP rank revoked uh, today. So it's I'm getting sure. revoked itself. Or um, so like this is secondhand knowledge. Yeah, yeah, All right, sure. So, uh, face value but anyway one of them, uh, my buddies he was saying uh he's known some people that for doing this ap farming basically and then like say if they got 20 30 million ap and there have been people getting that amount uh zoss just kind of went in wiped their ap and reset the rank to what it was like a week ago hmm. i mean if they actually did that and rightfully so like without messing up uh, AP of some people that actually worked for it. I'm I'm actually glad they did. I mean, I don't care about the serial leaderboards or anything like that. But either way, well, the leaderboards weren't like affected people. at all this week. They pretty that's much said it's big, on Xbox. It is. Oh, oh, that's why you're getting, are getting I, from it. I see. It was yeah. supposed to be that this double AP oh. weekend, the leaderboards, Emperor, and all that's going to be locked. At least that's how it was on the PC. Like, you couldn't become Emperor this week. Yeah, so that's what I thought. And then I'm just, like, flashing on my screen is this person lost Emperorship, this person gained Emperorship, this person lost, this person gained, and it's constantly. Mm, Yeah, I don't think it was supposed to at all. Like, 
at least I've not seen any of that this week while I was on, you know, PC and uh, I haven't seen any of that flashing back and forth. So it, I know they said it wasn't supposed to affect leaderboards because obviously, I mean, if you do a week or so of this, yeah. maybe on the one week campaign, it wouldn't really have mattered. But I mean, like if you're on one of the month long campaigns and then somebody plays like crazy this week and gets double AP, it's going to, you know, it's going to put them so much farther ahead for the end of the end of the thing so they were like no we're not touching any leaderboards whatsoever so like on the weekend i know someone who's at like 20 million ap oh like, yeah i think it they're... affects the leaderboard though because i've been moving up the uh ranks myself i mean it's like i'm in 300s or something but still i'm moving up the ranks so I think the leaderboards are affected but i'm not are, sure about you're on hatteras push. though right and that's a week-long no, campaign on... No, I'm on Ezra Star right now. Oh, is yeah. that your main? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't think it was supposed to. At least it, that's what they told us. They they physically said in the notes somewhere forums that it wasn't going to. Yeah. But yeah, I don't it look, know. It looks it like it like. might be. Hmm. Oops. Oopsie. <laughs> that's a problem. All right. By the way, if anyone hears my keyboard or mouse uh, sound, just let me know because I decided to roll into PvP while doing the show this week, so I might sacrifice you to some day job. That's that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, right now I'm throwing ballistas at blue, so I'm I'm happy. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Oh, I I just got an achievement as well, massive damage dealer. That's nice. Very nice. Very nice indeed. <laughs> um. Anything else, Sean? Uh, okay. That what was that? Did housing? Did uh, double AP? Yeah, you're doing double AP at this point. That's where we um, left off, and we kind of got on the tangent of it's not supposed to affect, but it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I guess another thing is, I'm not one for glitching the game or doing anything like that. To me, that's personally wrong. Mm-hmm. But actually. I think there's another glitch for like duping items on Xbox right now or uh, duplicating or farming something because I've been seeing 20,000, 30,000 uh, or flying around. Wow. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I think it, there's something. No, I wouldn't doubt it. Um... Huh. That, I mean, it might be just uh i don't know i don't know i'm not sure i've never actually seen an item duplicate in mmorpgs like i've never got the chance so personally you didn't go do the banker one (laughs) the what one oh okay uh so with rothgar oh i i don't okay before there's a rothgar survey duping glitch using the banker and people would basically use the surveys You'd put your survey in your banker instead of actually on your person, and you'd just run back and forth between the survey, which I guess is not duplicating, but still glitching, and it wouldn't actually eat up the survey, so you could just farm those nodes repeatedly. Now, they, See, I, I know they fixed that one. I knew they yeah, did that. Yeah, that one's fixed. Cause, yeah. But they were banning people for that. Um, They only banned them for two days, and they kept they're allowed hmm. to keep everything. Wow. That's, that's kind you know of how, crazy. My buddy who gave me five and a half million gold? Yeah. <laughs> I see. You shouldn't yeah. say that. You know, they might they might get my buddy's, gold back. My buddy's uh, account's already banned, like, on Xbox permanently. 
Oh. Um, Ouch. Yeah. So. I mean, at anyway. least you got to keep the gold, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a message saying I'm banned from Xbox, and I was like, "What'd you do?" Uh, Overwatch hate mail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. see. All right. Well, and he's not gonna want it back anyway. So. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch, indeed. All right. Um, anything else before uh, we let Ark regale us with his tales? Nope, I think that's it for right now that I can think of. All right, Ark. Well, so, uh, as I said, I'm in PvP, and I've been doing PvP for the first time properly in my Elder Scrolls Online life. Before this, I just, you know, used to run with you guys in Imperial City or anything, but, you know, always had the PvE build, so it wasn't really effective. But this week, since the double AP thing came on, and I had I I needed some of the um, alliance skill line uh, skill alliance war skills, uh, I decided that I'd do some PvP. Um, and since Galishner and Sean was working on this uh, clever alchemist and Meridia said, I decided I'd roll with that, and I must say it works perfect. I'm going to change the uh, ble- uh, Meridia set with reactive armor, though, because I'm not doing the Imperial City, but the open world PvP. Anyway, so I've been in PvP, and I've been enjoying it a lot. Uh, and I I have to confess, I might be enjoying it more than PvE, actually. So, um, really? I've been feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> you see, it's, it's so Edge on mic, like, what? <laughs> I, I did. I was typing, and I was like, I don't want to do anything like that. You know, whatever. But, uh, wow. Okay. I mean, the thing is, it's so much fun when it's not lagging, and when, you, when I can actually kill stuff. By stuff, I mean trash, and by trash, I mean AD and DC. So, um... I've been running with uh, the same group leader, which uh, whom also invited me to her girl. So uh, I guess what's what's the nickname? I want to give a shout out. I I forgot to name uh, girl is bad apples. I forgot to leader's name. Anyway, so yeah, I've been in Surreal. I've been killing Arm Altmer mm. is what's best in life, says Galaxy It definitely is, because the reason I might be enjoying it more than PVE is that there is. A lot more, I guess, the feeling of achievement to it. Because in PvP, PvE, I'm a tank and I'm just usually standing there. And since I'm a much better tank than your Sexplar, I can stand in boss AoEs as well. So I don't have to move Ouch. at all. I have to do that, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. So uh, being a great tank in PvE, uh, it kind of get boring, I guess. So in PvP, you know, I go against a DC or AD and I actually kill them and it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And I do the slash sweep. Uh, emote, <laughs> I saw which, that. Which yeah. makes it all greater, yeah. Uh, much better than teabagging, I guess. Oh, you're sweeping out the trash. Uh, you actually have to sweeping do this. You have the to, trash, yeah. <laughs> you have to go get the master angler achievement and then have a bunch of fish on you and make sure you have the master angler achievement up. And then after you kill someone play some fish on the body and pop a perfect roll right over them. That's way worse. <laughs> I mean, if if I ever uh, had the RNG to drop a perfect roll, I, uh, I could do that, but I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be able to get one. Also, I'm stuck in an infinite loading screen right now. Anyway, one, my one problem with Cyrodiil was that even after I getting the build, 
Uh, by the way, thanks. I have to thank Ryan for my European Clever Alchemist set and Galliskner, Agelos, and Nerdman for my North American Mega Server set. Both looks great, both in Skin Changer, you know, uh, hashtag dress to kill. That's uh, if you ever checked uh, Twitter. That's a great set. Anyway, my tanking instincts always kicked in and I jumped straight into like, uh, I don't know, 20 AD or 20 DC and I kept dying. So I had to work on that. Now I stay in the back, wait for a straggler and just kill them, which is fun. But yeah, overall, I mean, I don't have a variety of tales to tell because all I've been doing is PvP for the past week. So that's about it, I guess. I have an idea for you because you like being standing there tanking and whatnot. And what I like to do in PvP sometimes, I'll find a chokehold area, especially like on some uh, stairs or whatever, where I know there's a ton of like I'm DC. There's oh, generally EP. get off the show. Get off now. Bye. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Then generally, like I'll get a lot of EP would be trying to just hit me, and then I have my some of my buddies have meat bags and fire pots, especially with this no CP. Like they just melt, and I wear black rose. If you hate on it, I don't care. I've been wearing it before it was meta, <laughs> but like I have my build, and it's very tanky too. And I just sat sit there, heal up, whatever. Use chains, pull people into me, and they're just getting meat bagged, and then fire pot, and they're just dropping mm-hmm. so that might be an idea for you i could try that also i don't hate black black rose is my favorite set in the game especially it, since it comes in packed motif uh packed style like with the dragons and everything it's kind of my favorite set i don't know why would anybody hate black rose um it's just because the meta hate and oh. you know like it got nerfed like one piece it went from uh, max stam to max magic and one and it went from 40 percent to 35 percent increasing constitution yeah. passive yeah. That max magic, I don't. To me, I don't care. It's like I use obsidian shield anyway, (laughs) and obsidian shield just funnels your magic to your stam, gives you alt back, and gives you the increased healing, and gives you a shield. It's an awesome ability. So, whatever. And the five percent difference, you don't even notice. You really don't. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, one thing. There was this. uh, We called it a banana train. I still have no idea what it was. It was like at 15 AD. They all had the same skill, which is a fire ring around them. Now, I don't know what skill that is. I got you. Um, the... That's actually Grothdar. That's a Grothdar helmet, most likely. Oh, that's, that's a helm, uh, monster set. I don't know. Yeah. All 15 of them had this fire ring around them. And all they did simply was to just run. They just run and we died. Everyone died. 1580, oh, just just running that, like a train, and everyone dies. I have the flame alt then. I I don't know. I'm not sure. It's just I, it, I'm pretty it was sure. killing everything and everyone. I mean, they yeah, weren't even died. capturing the keep. They were just destroying the door. They run through the keep once, just make a circle, and everyone in the keep dies. And we didn't have anyone running negate on the group, so that was one problem as well. But we were we weren't just. There was no way to stop them without negate. I still don't know what skill it was. It might be the helmet, as you say. It might be the ultimate. I'm not sure. But it was killing everything. And it did was you a... look at your tooltip? I probably did, but I forgot. Hmm. I, I'm still getting used to the PvP. I, you know, in PvE, I don't care what killed me. So I still don't think about 
looking at the, the death recap for to see what killed me. Hmm. But yeah, a banana train. Avoid those. <laughs> that's not that's not a nice thing. I've never heard of anything like that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it was. It was. It's probably very easy to counter, though. You know, if you just drop a negate on them, negate talons, if, and then counter. Attack. Yeah, it's, it's just easy to counter. But the problem was no one in the group was running negate, so we were like dying, like I don't know, flies, I guess. But still, yeah, that's that's it, I guess. Okay. Uh, I've been doing PvP. That's the summary of it. All PvP. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, I didn't get to do hardly any PvP this week at all, even though they were doing the double AP and I was trying to get in. I just, I didn't get a lot of chance to do a whole lot this week other than Imperial City, um, which we got to do and we were running, running through that. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We got to do that, uh, with the entire guild and Ark, you were there cause you know, my magic kept you, uh, you know, waking up at the right time. So that was, (laughs) that worked. Yeah. Oh. See, I was so sleepy. I I forgot I actually was there. Yeah, yeah, you were there. <laughs> you were there. Um <laughs> Ark was trying to figure out how I managed to get him to wake up and be available to yeah. play. So that was that was fun. I mean, not just be available to play. You all decide, you know, Galaxy Nordman and Egelos decided that they would gift me the PVP set that I said I was enjoying on European side. So um, they actually got the whole set together. They crafted it. They got the pieces. And when I, and the uh, day before PvP, uh, our Imperial City night, I fell asleep around like 7 p.m. and woke up around 1 a.m. So I was able to make it to the event, which was uh, my 5 a.m. So it was completely random. At least (laughs) so I thought it should have been random. But when I logged in, they gave me this whole set. So the timing of my completely random falling asleep and they collecting the entire set to give me, it shouldn't be a coincidence. So I, I was thinking, you know, did they drug me <laughs> to make me sleep at 7 p.m. so I would wake up for the event? Oh, AD. I can talk. <laughs> Can't talk, AD. AD. Found us all, AD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, don't, I don't think I drugged you, but maybe. <laughs> Um, yeah (laughs) that's one less ad in tom real oh there you go i mean that works for me um so yeah that that was definitely a thing that happened um yeah yeah it was it was good it was definitely good (laughs) i'm i'm glad it happened yeah no no complaints absolutely i'm glad you actually made it um we didn't do a whole lot. We just did the up top, but man, we actually ran into quite a few people. You know, like a lot of, a lot more PvP happened that night than what I thought was going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was a thing that, you know, we didn't get a lot of PvE and we did a few of the quests like we normally do. And the intent is to go down and do the um, the sewer event, right? But I'll tell you what, those world bosses, when you don't have CP, <laughs> they hurt a lot more than they do normally, like a lot more. It was just, it was funny to see because when we were doing these world bosses, we were having people 
die constantly. Even I died. Can you imagine that? It was no. without CP. It is uh, surprisingly yeah. difficult. Um, to you I'm know. gonna ask you how it was because I haven't been in Imperial City, and so um, I don't know. It's really. it's different. It it really is difficult. the The mobs are not so much. The major thing that I noticed with, um, with monsters like the non the trash stuff, not the bosses is you have to pay a lot more attention to your resources because you don't have the art, you know, the 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 reducing stam cost or magicka cost and regain, that kind of stuff. You also don't have a lot of defense. Now, we weren't really running into the stam issue because I was running repentance on my build, so every time ads died, I was repentancing people were getting resources back. That wasn't really a problem. Um, But those bosses where there wasn't always a lot of ads every time that became an issue. And then also without those resistances, you really felt it like you really felt when you, you know, didn't have stuff in the, in the trees. So it it was a thing. It, it hurt, but eh, it was, it was a good night. It's just, it was difficult, a lot more difficult than original. Kind of remind you of when Imperial city dropped, like you'd have those two flag bosses and you had like 60, 70 people hitting him. He just wiped the whole group. You know, I actually did mention that where it felt a lot like when icy first came out before they nerfed it down a little bit, because it really was that difficult. So, um, you know, it was, it was very surprising. It took a lot of us by, by surprise. Cause one of the things that, we were doing was people who bring people uh their characters to ic sometimes bring low b characters because it really is good experience while you're in there right like it it really is especially with a lot of people killing stuff it's a lot of killing a lot of kills so you pop yourself uh like either one of the xp scrolls or uh, maybe something like uh one of the sigic ambrosias it helps a lot like you really do get a lot of experience in there. So a lot of people were bringing, you know, these low B alts. Um, but it was definitely noticeable that people were bringing low B alts when you don't have CP because everyone else was taking the extra hits. Like you really felt it. Um, I've been running a few dungeons lately too. So, um, working on a few different builds. I started working on a, a new PVP build as well. Uh, more along the kin of Nerdman's build because you know he destroyed my entire everything. All my all my PvP will died with Nerdman, so you know that was a Where, thing. whoever duels with Nerdman falls into despair and shame and uh, depression. I don't know. No, don't <laughs> duel Nerdman. It's true. We we were joking about making him uh, Crusher of Dreams. Um, and he was actually showing us one of the things he was doing a lot of this one VX in, in, uh, in Cyrodiil. And it was cool because he was showing us like the one build he was doing, he died, but he took like 47 people with him on his kill counter before he died. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. So we were dueling him with our, with my, with my one build and my one build's not bad. Don't get me wrong. But the part that is bad for that build is the class I'm playing Templar. I love Templar, but 
unless you have dead bodies with repentance, you have like zero way of regaining resource regeneration. You know, like um, uh, Dragon Knights. Whenever, what is it? Whenever you activate an ultimate, you regain a little bit of resources. Uh, yeah, every time you activate an ult, something of the ultimate cost we get back. Oh yeah, uh, we have nothing like that. So. <laughs> The only thing that actually would be considered for like sustained passives is something called restoring spirit, which doesn't even restore. It pretty much just is a flat 4% reduced cost for everything we do. Ultimate um, Mm. stamina, magicka, whatever it's 4% less. And I mean, that's nice, but it's not something that you can kind of actively do. Like you guys can actively restore by just doing an ultimate, right? Yep, and then finish shield to funnel your magic to your stamp so you can kind of level out your resources if need be. Yeah, we've got nothing like that. So (laughs) it's but you got Jesus beam. We do have that. That is true. Um and, and that's the thing that I noticed most with my PvP build was I was doing fine until I ran out of resources. And part of the problem with the build is it it is kind of built, you know, because you're wearing seven heavy. You obviously don't have a lot of damage. Um, but the build was um, Fasala's Guile and Alchemist. So, you know, you get the burst from Alchemist. And then it's um, Fasala's Guile for the healing debuff. So you just got to outlast the other person, which is good in theory. But surprisingly hard to do with a Templar because I run out of resources very quick. So, yeah. I mean, that. So, I started messing with a different build, uh, trying to go more of the Stam build. I'm thinking going to go something more along the lines of Stam Archer with maybe like Spriggans or Wild Hunt or something. Um, try to copy Nerdman's build, maybe, <laughs> even though he's a Nightblade. Um, uh, I don't remember what set it's called, but like one of the things it does is it reduces all your cost of your stamina abilities or bow abilities by like eight percent increases all damage for players by like eight percent too it's i think not it's marksman, like marksman is it is it marksman marksman or archer or oh archer's know. mind might be what you're thinking about because i'm thinking uh, Mar- marksman does but the eight percent the more to players is what kind of threw me because i'm like i don't think that has anything but maybe i'm wrong that's that's the only part that's confusing me between Marksman and uh, Archer's Mind. There's those two that I can't once, remember which one. Galasner or... says Marksman. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I knew one of them didn't have the PvP aspect to it. I just yeah. didn't know which. But like, it's still the other. What Archer? I'm guessing is the other one where it's just it's just everything. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was try. I was probably gonna run something along those lines, and and then you know roll with the two hander as my you know like charge and you know execute build kind of deal, and see how that works. Um, I've been thinking about trying out another magicka build because I finally have enough, um, enough skill points that I can put <laughs> because I have a hundred in crafting, obviously for housing. Um, and I say for housing now because I finally being a master crafter is helpful because I have those hundred points in there. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of it makes it very difficult with my with my character to do anything other than one build because I don't have a lot of skill points to go around, right? Um, because I have a hundred of them tied up in crafting, or a little over a hundred tied up in crafting, and I I don't 
I don't regret it all. I, I love it. But I have I'm starting to get enough now that I can start branching out with one or two other builds. And one of the magicka builds is nice because I already have all the points and all my all my passives for my skill line. Honestly, the only thing I really needed was destruction staff and only really for one ability and a couple passives. Um because I tried to figure out like one of the things I wanted to do, which ironically enough is outcast build, uh the uh uh, beam plar beam plar get it jesus beam yeah <laughs> um and i've been running that sort of uh kind of like that idea and uh that's been going okay because then the only thing i really have to swap around is my cp and my and my um traits and that's like six grand to do that right so it's like okay whenever i whenever i want to try one or the other that's what i'll do so i've been running that in pve related stuff lately Specifically in Craglorn, because I'll tell you what, puncturing sweep is probably like the best thing on the planet. Um, it's the Templar ability, the magical one. Yeah. And what's nice about it is it heals you whenever you're whenever you hit, like for a portion of the damage you do. So you just become a healing nut. Like between uh, Harness Magica and that, I like can't die if there's mobs in front of me. <laughs> like. So but I'm thinking I'm okay as well. What is that? Wouldn't it be useful in PvP as well? Although I've never seen a Templar using it or staying lo- alive long enough to make it useful, but it I don't sounds know. like it would be too useful. It it's helpful because it really does like now again, it's only a portion of the damage done. Um so like in PvE, mm-hmm. I'm hitting for like you know, six to eight K and I'm healing for about 1.7 to two. So it's not a whole lot. So of course it's healing effectiveness is down in PVP because of the reduction. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it could be helpful. I don't know. That that's the thing. I I don't really know if it would be incredibly Mm -hmm. helpful or not. Start in a duel with a go against nerd man and then figure how well it works and then get (laughs) your butt whooped. Yeah, I I might try to throw together because it the set I'm running is is really simple. I mean, I'm using the in Outcast build. He has a couple things you can do. Um, he's like three different setups: double Destro, and then the best one obviously is um, five Burning Spell Weave, and then uh, five Moon Dancer, and then like a Kenna or something yeah, like that. I don't have any of that, but there's an easy to get setup which works really well because it's all crafting, and it's uh, five hundings and then rest Juliano, so you just fill in your extra slots. So it's like five and four, and then three willpower. And I had that stuff already, and that's working out really well for me. Like I wasn't uh, hundings because hundings is stam. Hundings is Stam. Julianos is the Magicka version of Hundings. It's literally the exact same thing, except for you switch uh, stamina for Magicka, uh, stam- uh, weapon crit for spell crit, and then the final one is you know spell power instead okay. of weapon power. It's- oh, I thought you said you were running uh, Hundings and uh, Julianos, and I was kind of confused. I was I, like, if I said but... Hundings, I meant Twiceborn Star. Okay. <laughs> Five twice born star. I don't know if why I said hundings. I have that for other stuff. Um and and go from there. So that that's pretty it, yeah, the Julianos is essentially a one for one swap for hundings except for its magica. So 
Um, that's what I've been I've been running with these extra sets. And I mean, for a cheap set, easy to get together, um, it's working really well. And obviously, one of the most important things for me is looking good while doing it. And since it's all crafted, I can make myself look like whatever I want. So, you know, that's always a plus. But uh, yeah, that's easy. that's one of the best <laughs> things about Galisk Nerd Build. Since it uses it uses the Clever Alchemist uh, as the main damage source, I guess. Yeah. And since it's a craft set, we can make it look awesome, which right. is the best thing about about that build. It definitely is. Like, yeah, making yourself look cool. I'm I'm still waiting for ESO to put in a like a real transmog system where like you, yeah. even if it was just like you could craft your own costume, you bought like um a mimic stone off the thing, and you could literally get a bunch of gear together and then like use the gem, and it becomes a costume. That would be mm-hmm. great. Um, like really awesome to do. Like that would just be amazing if they could do that. The other, if they wouldn't do that, I'm still waiting for a hide shoulder option because I, a that set looks great, but the shoulder looks awful because it always clips on skin changer. Yeah. Um. So there's there is that portion of it. Um. And plus, monster helms are ugly. Like they just are oh, yeah. so ugly, yeah. and I just want to hide them. The helm I can hide, but I can't hide shoulders. I'm like, I just want to hide the shoulder because it's ugly as sin. <laughs> I'm so vain, I know, but that's what I want. <laughs> I really think a transmog system's coming because they already have the system in place with the Imperial Edition, right? You can yeah. change being stuff able to Imperial convert. And... Yeah, yeah, and they're doing that with the Moro Tongue when it comes out with Morrowind. Like that's already announced. Right. My only thing is that with the transmog, I would love it. The reason why I would like one of the transmog is, yeah, I like the convert, but it converts it to whatever the style is that, you know, or whatever the weight is. And I'm sorry, I don't like mm. the look of medium and, and light armor. I think it looks... I've never ugly. used it, but I see. Yeah, costumes only. And I know people originally, when I think I said this a long time ago, were like, oh, well then, how will I know what you're wearing in PvP? How would you know anyway? People are always wearing the wedding dress. <laughs> you know like yeah. they did yeah, away with matter. that in co- with costumes anyway so what is the point i know people I, I... who act no Go ahead. i actually know people who uh wear costumes specifically for that reason so they other people won't know what they're using right yeah how can you tell that in all this action anyway i can't tell i can't differentiate friend from foe in this chaos <laughs> i honestly think it's probably closer for like the one-on-one kind of thing that's when people tend to notice um like when you're 1v1ing on a bridge if you see someone rolling around with um you know like if they're wearing all heavy you know they're probably wearing you know black rose or something along those lines and you can counter accordingly obviously if if they're wearing heavy they also have the that damage boost as well so you have to you know play that counter game so wearing a costume in pvp hides what you're wearing and since they didn't disable costumes i would love you know to be able to craft our own costume and i mean i don't think it'd be all that difficult one way or the other doing it that way like by making a stone or something that you're able to make a costume out of whatever you want and then you know just craft it right into a stone and that stone then takes the place as a crafted costume it just imprints I'm all all for transmog system and you know it and I I honestly believe that it will be the next ESO plus uh, advantage yeah that would be awesome 
cover up cover up for the missy uh, of you know one quarter with the uh, expansions. No, I could I could honestly see that because they already have costume dying. So like transmog being an ESO plus thing, like you can transmog your gear to whatever you want if you're an ESO plus. Um, or maybe along the lines of um, and buy these like costumes that we already have, kind um, of like yep. to do with the colors. Yep. Or yeah, or that, or buying stones. That would be something that I could see individually. Like you want to craft your own costume, do the stone idea. Um, but if you're Neo Plus, you can do it at will for free whenever you want without you know having to buy the, yeah. the whatever. Because they do it like you can't costume die. You can't costume die if you're not ESO plus, unless you buy one of those die in print things. I think that works if I remember yeah, correctly. But you only can use those die in prints. You can't change those die in print colors. Yes, exactly. So like ESO plus offering you transmog or you can buy a transmog stone. If you're not with crowns, I could see them doing something like that. Um, that would be my, my thought. I don't know, but that's kind of one of the things I'm hoping they do. Cause I, they have such good armor in the game, but some of the sets, like my best in slot sets, are just ugliest sin. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, for instance, the the burning spell weave. It's Daedric. Some people may like that, and I know it's a hundred percent subjective. But I hate the Daedric style, so why would I want to wear it? Um, and unfortunately, I'll have to if I don't have a costume that I can, you know, cover up. And unfortunately I don't have any costumes that I really like in the game right now. Like there's really none that really go, yes, this is what I want. So yeah, that is, that's kind of an issue. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure we'll get there eventually. That's actually when they announced Morrowind. It was one of the things that uh, I was actually talking to a robot dancer in the guild going i know they got a big big announcement this is before we knew what morrowind was like that it was going to be an expansion but they said there was going to be a big announcement for eso mm -hmm. and it turned out to be morrowind i was hoping that when morrowind the next announcement would be some sort of transmog system and even when they announced morrowind i was messaging her on the phone going they announced an expansion this is great uh you know, obviously they add new systems when they do expansions. Maybe Transmog will be one of them, and unfortunately it doesn't look like it is, at least not at launch. Um, so hopefully we'll see that maybe in the quality of life patch that they'll do later on in the year. Would actually be something that they would say, like, oh, we're getting that, kind of like the Battlegrounds? Or would they hide that a little bit? Do you think? I don't know. Like, I, I, it depends on how... I feel like that would be a major feature, right? Like, these people like that kind of stuff. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe that is, you know, it's not unknown that oh. they wouldn't, but mm -hmm. the only game that I really have for reference is, you know, World of Warcraft did that, right? But it came with, that was a highlight. Like, during their patch video, they showed that off because, you know, Transmog yeah, was a, a big thing. I can actually thing. expect this, though, like, because they announced more when people went crazy, but it's not coming out till the June 6th. And when did they announce it? February something? Yeah, but we already got Homestead, so our next next DLC drop yeah. isn't till June anyway. What if they... I'm just throwing an idea. Yeah, I'm probably completely wrong. But what if they just wait until like a month before, like so it'd be uh, May 6th, and be like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this transmog system to get people to start talking again about it. Because the more... They just want people to be talking about the game. Cause yeah, keep the hype up. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of thing. It makes sense to me. It would be neat. 
Um, but just given the fact that they've already kind of planned out like all their ESO lives, like they've really done where essentially what they're doing is showing off all of their ESO live stuff for the next, like until launch, they're showing off different parts of Morrowind. So unless it was something that was hidden, I don't know. I think it'd be cool. (laughs) No, I mean, I can honestly hope I'm not, I'm not shooting it down to shoot it down. I would love it. But also the the cynic side of me goes, why would they do that when they could just save it for a quality of life DLC or, mm. you know what I mean? Because they pretty much said how their new cadence is going to go is there's going to be a quality expansion, of life patch at the beginning of the year, like Homestead. Uh, then there's going to be expansion or chapter. Then there's going to be a dungeon pack. And then there's going to be a, a normal DLC of some type. So, I mean, there's we're going to see one normal, like, zone DLC, apparently. Like a smaller zone or a continuation of a quest line, something along those lines. We'll see a quality of life patch, which is where I think, you know, we could see the, um, uh, you know, something like this, a system like this. Because Homestead was a quality of life. It was a, it was a system patch. Then they were going to do a Shadows of the Hiss DLC, which I could also see them adding it into there. Because Shadows of the Hist did the two dungeons, but I feel like there was more stuff to it. Maybe it was just a uh, more of a uh, a balance patch, but you know, something I could see it doing that. I just, yeah, I would love to see it in like before Morrowind comes out, but like I said, Cynic in me goes, no, why would they? Why would they do that when? Yeah, if they already like, if they have the system in place and there's maybe just a few bugs in it, they're. In like they like say if they could have it ready before June six, it does make sense marketing wise to just eh we can push that back. Right, we can we can right, sell it in part of a DLC rather than you know because we you know we're already we already got people going for this. Um, Orden for Morrowind, people are buying it. You know, I could see them doing something along those lines, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean at this point, most of the systems in the game. Uh, that we are expecting, I would say, is already implemented in some way. Mm-hmm. But it's just a matter of marketing with, when to release it, whether to release it or not. Right. Just keep it in store for, you know, for the bad times. Right. And the hype for the game goes low, yeah. just shoot something up there and people will return to the game. That kind of deal. So I actually, because you're talking about systems now. Um, we know spellcrafting's a thing. They just said it's on the back burner. So right. I had a theory of what spellcrafting is going to be. Um, so Zas likes to reuse their animations, like we've seen that, like so because it's just reusing their own, own old stuff, whatever. Um, mm. my idea is so right now those yellow lore books you can find, if you click on them, it actually goes away and then it goes in your lore library. Like so they glow like mages mages books except yellow and now the yellow in it or glow it goes away i'm Mm -hmm. thinking what you're gonna end up having to do is you're gonna upgrade spellcrafting by finding those lore books instead and then once you find those lore books you might maybe pick up a mat in like bookshelves or whatever because there's bookshelves everywhere uh for crafting materials for like spellcrafting and uh if you were like say a DK, you can make a DK spell of any of the spell trees if you have it maxed out and you have the spellcrafting ability for it, and it'll scale up based off your spellcrafting. And then you almost quick slot like a scroll, like you did in like Oblivion or Skyrim, and it'll be on the same cooldown timer as your uh, potion, like a consumable. Uh, 
I, I, well, I mean, obviously when they showed us the concept video of it, like they kind of showed us what it was supposed to do. It's supposed to be like this. Oh, did they? Yeah. They showed us this all the way back at QuakeCon. They showed us like there were these hidden areas that you could only find while you're there. So you found like, essentially it looked like, uh, uh, a door in Lord of the Rings when they were looking for the dwarven door and, you know, you go in there and then you had a, you found like a stone tablet or something. And you would make sketches, and that would, and as you learn the sketches, you'd put them together in order to learn how to do the different elements of spellcrafting. Um, and then there were supposedly crafted stuff that, like, whenever you learned it, you could morph it, but it took a consumable, like almost kind of like a poison, if you will. Like you had to have a okay. Um, so yeah. they, like they kind of did show it, um, but I don't know. I know they said it's still around, but it really is like one of those. Yeah, very back burner. The main guy who was uh, in charge of spellcrafting left those. Yeah, believe. Nick Conkle. We went Nick, to Riot. Nick Conkle. Yeah. 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 He's he's with Riot now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, what I I did I'm not know really... that. I was just thinking like, oh yeah, no. If they did it, this is how I think they would do it. Yeah, they yeah. they showed that this was years ago, mind. This was you know this was QuakeCon. This was the QuakeCon footage when we still saw stuff like Merkmire and you know all those cool places before it even came out on console. <laughs> oh, I think it was before console was even announced. Yeah, or, before or not announced, but it was one of those like, yeah, we're still working on console. We don't have a date yet. You know that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, this was a long time ago that this video was around, obviously. Probably I mean, why I never seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you look, if you, if you're interested, you can go look at the QuakeCon from like 2014 and you can see some of the concept stuff that they had done. Um, but I don't know, obviously how much of that would even still be around given the fact that, you know, the mastermind for that particular thing, um, is no longer with Zoss, right? Like, and he's been gone for years. So I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I just, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, I was just thinking it'd be kind of cool. Like say if you were DK and you wanted to pop a breath of life, for instance, be like, Oh, I have a breath of life squirrel. Click. <laughs> and then you have a 40 second cooldown or whatever. I'm um, one thing about spellcraft is that the game currently has, a large variety of builds considering you know you have four classes all classes can use every weapon and then there's champion points there's new guild skill lines and so on and so forth uh, i mean if they also add the spellcrafting things might get i don't know way too complex i guess maybe not that i would mind but they might not want to want that because the current money in gaming industry is in being casuals, allowing casual players to understand and play your game and enjoy. So making things overcomplicated might not be the best choice in terms of marketing. I, I can't lie with that, but the it's also proven that retention is not something you can keep with going casual. You don't keep that retention. You're marketing. Well, you're basing yeah. people yeah, off of. Yeah, game is what, three years old now. So now, mm-hmm. yeah. If you want to continue to grow your player base, casual, you want to keep the people you have, not just lose people every three. You know, because the people who are here, who you know, are still playing, are the ones who obviously 
are spending a lot of money in your game like me for instance (laughs) um i mean it's a matter of balance at the end but yeah you you can't be so insane but at the same time there yeah there needs to be a balance i feel like though like because with the veteran like dungeons and trials versus the normals uh like i can solo every normal on my tank no problem um like if you try doing like a vet trial though like if you're trying to do a vet mob lokash that's really hard and sorry arc your tank will die (laughs) (laughs) no that's true there is hard stuff in the game absolutely and and it's good that they have those things um but i don't know at at the same time as I was saying, like splitting it up because there's like this normal ones where people are like, hey, I want to go do a dungeon, go do a normal dungeon as a casual player. But and right. then the like word veteran. I I wouldn't try a veteran trial without reaching to uh, you know CP six hundred because my main tune in North America is at three hundred fifty something, I guess. Right. So yeah, no, I, no veteran trials. No veteran no. trials. Yeah, no, they're they're yeah, they're uh they're they're fun. <laughs> um Yeah, they're they're definitely fun. I, I actually enjoy that they do have that that range of stuff to do. Um but yeah. I mean if you really think about it, the game is fairly complicated uh with the sheer amount of sets and stuff, like and how builds work. It's not just not just a skill layout, it's it's the whole package. Um uh, yeah. And if you're running through with just like your standard, you know, crafted gear or whatever without, you know, taking it into account, like you can't be level 50 and go, okay, I just have, I don't know, white strikes retribution on, you know, happy day. And I'm a DPS. It just doesn't work that way. Or you take it into PVP and it's just not as effective, right? There are things that aren't effective um, because you're, you know, yeah, you know, it doesn't work with your build. That's that's what I'm, more or less what I'm trying to say. Just because you have one set and it might serve a purpose, your particular skill layout and whatever may not work with it. So, I mean, they're not opposed to more complicated ideas. I mean, now you also have potions and poisons into the mix as well. Uh, for PvP, there's certain things you got to run. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll make it too uber casual, but... I don't know. Yeah. I, don't know. I was actually, one of my buddies quit this game for six, eight months or whatever, and he came back and, he, like, he knew the game very well. Like, he was maxed out at that time, blah, blah, blah. Comes back and he's like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> like, help. Help me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, you, you and I, when I, like, don't play for two weeks or something like that a month, I came back and it uh, takes me at least a couple of hours to adjust. It's it's a way vast amount of the word the word very vast yeah that, that's that's just yeah it. no I, I understand what you, it is it is it's not not a super casual game one way or the other mm-hmm. few of the few of the um, items are like how how the game's played some things are really casual a lot of the overworld stuff is but um, there are certain things uh, Maelstrom Dragon Star vet trials that are definitely not for you know the faint of heart (laughs) 
Okay. I might, I might try. I might try Maelstorm Marine as well with this build. Now that I can deal damage instead of just take damage. You might need to remake <laughs> it though, as uh, divines or something. You probably wouldn't want to run Impen because that's just a waste. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like Impen's worthless to you at this point. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I, I wouldn't run any Impen. Mm-hmm. Switch. You could do I'll the same it. build. You're just gonna have to, you know, swap out. Uh, I would drop Meridia as well at that point. Maybe a Ravager or yeah. something to go with the Alchemist. People who don't know, uh, creatures can't imp- er, crit you. Yeah. Yeah. So Impen is useless. Yeah. Oh, I just got a Lord Dusk Warden's Divine Light Shoulder from my chest today. That's pretty nice. Uh, I have been trying to do a lot of Monster Helm hunting lately, and I have still been continuing my Craglorn adventures, which are always fun. Um... I found that add-on, by the way, the add-on I wanted to hide the, not hide the quest text, but um, make it so that it scrolls as they're speaking. That way I can't, you mm. know, read ahead yeah. so I can kind of be in that immersion zone. Um, so I found that and I've been playing around with that and that that's really nice. <laughs> I could try that because if I read the text, because I do, I... Uh... Like, before the uh, character reaches the end of the first sentence, I end up reading the whole thing. Yep. So I just skip it. Yep. Because I'm in, I'm impatient. I just skip it. I try I not to be, to skip it. but... Yeah. Yeah, I definitely try not to be, but the problem is I kind of am impatient when it comes to mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, like, yeah, definitely is... Um, oh, wow. I'm going to have to keep that. I just actually noticed that uh, I got a set called Hulking Draugr, and it's um, it, it's nothing super special. It's just for maxing out your stamina, but it's like uh, the Draugr set is 933 stam, 933 stam, 933 stam, 2,412 stam. So that's your whole <laughs> five set. I'm actually going to gonna keep those pieces actually i got an in pen one it's too. very good build actually using that like if you mix that with like uh spriggans you hit like a truck yeah yeah i i'm i'm gonna hold on to those pieces i actually just got one in in pen too which is pretty awesome uh yeah i i, I just i ran that dungeon because it happened to be the pledge today it wasn't Air something Frost, i was yeah. like <laughs> You know, any I wouldn't go Dire Frost for really any other reason. But now that I see one of those, I'm like, wow, that's uh, that's actually a really cool set. I'm gonna hold on to that and just kind of throw it into my bank and let um, it. It because you're a Templar, it actually will buff up your healing with like your vigor and stuff. That's true. Well, I guess that'd be anybody's because it's just that gets off your max resources. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, I might have to sit down and think about this for a little bit. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to play. My problem is I'm also doing the half magica too, because one thing I've been running into with Craglorn is because some things are grouped, not everything, but some things are, um, depending on how I'm playing, uh, it requires a lot of vigor and rally and stuff to go off. But with the Templar uh, puncturing sweep, I don't have to do hardly anything. I just can attack and keep healing. So, all um, them jabby jabs, them jabby jabs, <laughs> yeah, which I would have to be doing anyway, is, is really nice. So, by the way, how do you activate the anomalies in um, Kragorn? Just do go up and attack it. Yeah. 
Hmm. It has to have the red crystal. If it's like a gold kind of ring, that means it's already completed, and you oh. just have to wait for it to respawn. Yep. Yeah. But you actually attack the times, crystal. Yeah. A couple times it said I was entering a group area, but uh, it, nothing was happening, so I thought maybe there was something. <laughs> it's just telling you that where you're entering, whatever event is there, is designed for a group. That's all it. That's all it is. So it's... that's so that's what I'm going to solo try. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. they're not real hard. The hardest part of the whole thing is the final guy. Um, he hits like a truck, but in your tank build, you should be okay as long as you have a way of healing. And at that point, you generally have like another four people that just rush out of nowhere, and then just like helping you. And well, like, where the heck you? That <laughs> that could happen, but if you are alone, <laughs> um. <laughs> More often than not, when I do it, I'm alone, which is weird. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, I get it all the way down there, and I generally die with that guy because, you know, he summons ads and stuff like that, and I try to keep alive, and he kind of crushes me. So, uh, yeah. I couldn't do that alone if I tried because there's people, like, they'll... I'll start the crystal, start the event, get, like, halfway through it, and all of a sudden, like, it's a zerg down there, and I'm like, where'd you guys all come from? <laughs> it's it like people... one of those dolmens where people are trying to farm, like, an Alakir or whatever for Sword Singer. It's just a ton of people. People actually hunt for Sword Singer? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I think that's a nice build. Uh, a nice set, though. It, it might be for other builds, but not my Templar because of the jabs. Because yeah, it doesn't it, scale it, off jabs. Yeah, jabs. If I were anyone else who was actually using like wrecking blow or something, absolutely, it would probably be fantastic. But I'm only thing it would actually be buffing off my main bar is executioner, which I'd only be using at the end anyway. Um, I mean, my entire damage comes from to handle abilities right now. So sword singer is it's. I don't know, something There's I one would consider. thing, though, to realize, I I was kind of thinking about this. I think Hunting is a little bit better than Swordsinger because uh, that only buffs your two-hand abilities and it doesn't, like, buff your healing that you get from that or anything else. Or, like, I Automaton actually twice... might be a good set to look at, too. Yeah, I actually tested uh, Automaton and Swordsinger mixed, and then I was trying to... And then I did, like, one Kina, one uh, Validreth, just a ton of, like, two-hand weapon damage hit like a wet noodle still i don't think i think there's a glitch between automaton and sword singer where they don't stack for some reason i'm not 100 percent sure but like someone else's like wrecking blow one for one mine was only doing like <coughs> 1k 1.5k more damage not hmm. a lot for how much more physical damage i had going into it made me sad that is sad because i know we were theory crafting on our discord about it and talking about automaton and uh sword singer between the two of them for stamina, you know, DPS build. And yeah, it's sad if, if they're bugged and not really showing much of a difference. Yeah, it didn't like it. It was a little bit, but like I had full mighty blah, blah, blah. Didn't matter. Hmm. I'm not sure. I Look at know. that sad face. Please someone capture that image. <laughs> My sad face? <laughs> yeah, you had such a sad face right there. I'm so depressed. <laughs> well, yeah, because I had been collecting some of those sets too. So I'm like, oh, all that work for nothing. If, if, if Zealot is still in chat, I'm pretty sure. He uh, if Zealot hears that, he'll find out where it's at and he'll get it. Zealot he, will always get it. He'll just wait for the entire thing, rewatch it. And, and here comes it. a meme. <laughs> and there comes the meme, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's actually been pretty much all I've been doing. 
um, lately. I Like I said, I, I really wanted to get into PvP this week because of the double AP. Um, but work and whatnot just never seemed to really line up, and I didn't get a chance. So <laughs> I'm kind of sad about that. But here we are. Um, I'm still not near my house yet. Uh, I have been selling some stuff, but then I've also been buying sets. So, I mean, it's a never ending problem. Um, but, how much are you short? Let's see. I have 3.4, almost 3.5 million. So, um, what, what would that be? I can't remember. What's the exact price for the 3.7, 3.7. So I'm at, I'm like. Okay. 2.2 2, or 202k um, should i also something you should realize uh, i guess i didn't realize realize this until after i bought my house like those statues look so cool and they're 100k like they're 50k and i have every single one in my house <laughs> <laughs> which statues the all of them <laughs> oh just just if it's a statue it's 100k enjoy um okay so every, every statue that you can buy from i have every achievement in the game Basically, uh, I'm only missing like three of them. And let me look. What? No, it looks like yeah, we're okay. okay. Maybe it's just college kid. But yeah. Uh, let no, yeah. Keep going. Okay. Um. So if after you get certain achievements in each region right now, because of Homestead, you can buy uh statues or special items for your house in there after you have that achievement and like. The gold ones, which all the statues are gold, are between twenty-five to hundred k each. I remember. I saw one in the Fighters Guild. You can get like a Daedric anchor piece or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I, um, I mean, I'll probably buy some of those. But what I'll, my whole plan for housing being a long-term goal is literally to buy the house, but not actually buy anything, craft it all myself if it is at all craftable. Mm-hmm. I know there's a few achievement ones that you'll buy, and I'll probably buy them, but those yeah. will be. They'll be the finishing. Like, I'll have the room done and go, okay, room's done. Well, let's add a trophy in here, and then I'll go buy it. So, yeah, the all the achievement ones are non-craftable. And yeah. that adds up to, like, I think 300, two or 300 items. Because each region has, like, 10 or something like that. Right. Uh, I'm not going to sit there and add every trophy. I'll add it if it fits into the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm... In the entryway of the house, I might put a Daedric, one of the Daedric anchor chains because, you know, that's that's really cool and I play a Templar. So, you know, it seems fitting that I have the, you know, a fallen chain of Moleg Ball, um, but that's just me, right? Um, but, Can yeah, I no. just point out one thing about PvP or about ESO in general? Uh, it's kind of unrelated, but... You know how the doors slowly open up in PvP? You should yes. be able to walk right through there. <laughs> you, you can see inside, like the player moving, players moving around inside. And I just realized that's something very good, actually. <laughs> it's not... It would be instanced in most times, in most games. Something like that would be instanced, I guess. But you can actually see what's going on inside, and it's just great. Hmm. And I was standing right in front of the door when it cracked, and I'm dead. Uh. <laughs> and lesson learned. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, that uh, kind of ends our tale. So we're going to move into the news. There wasn't a lot this week, but there were a few things. Uh, 
Patch 2.7.8 came out on Monday. The major thing for this patch was the fact that it released the double AP weekend as well as fixing a few uh, graphical errors. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up here real quick. Um, one thing that I that I noticed that was more for item sets is Scourge Harvester fixed an issue where the item's set proc was healing based on a different source of damage other than itself like it was supposed to. Uh, so if anyone was running Scourge Harvester, you, you might see a change with that. That's pretty much the only thing I really saw that was of note because it would actually affect combat that I saw. Um, treasure chest uh, found uh, by the following treasure maps have a small chance of containing paint furnishings. Uh, so that's you know that's something that they added in as well. So now when you're doing treasure chest, there might be a chance that when you open up one of those treasure maps you may get a painting, which I guess are non-craftable. <laughs> yeah, I opened a hundred of them after that patch, and I didn't get a single one. I was so salty. <laughs> I mean, I got a couple. I think I sold a few. Like, I got, like, a desert painting Oh, I've seen them, like, in trade chat or whatever. I just personally didn't get one after a hundred maps. Oh, I've gotten two. I've gotten two, and I've sold them. And, I mean, they, they didn't go for a lot. I think it was something like 20 or 30K a painting or whatever, but... That's all they went for here. Again, consoles different. Like the fact that your prices are so high for like uh, tempers is kind of amazing to me. Um, but that's one of the things I I well, noticed. Well, it dropped. Remember, uh, like it was twenty five k right before Homestead, and now they're like under ten. Ten thousand right. is like everywhere. I don't think they were ever that high on PC though. Do you remember no. Ark? I don't. Um, the higher, highest I seen was in Europe, and that was 11k, I guess. I think I was uh, 15 was I think the highest I've ever sold anything like that for. Um, so I mean it, it was there, but you know it's not, not completely. So, so uh, there's actually it's a guild I'm in too, but uh, it's like the Empire Trade Guilds. He this is a guy who owns five or six guilds. I'll and they're like they're all his and he will control the market one time like one time i remember he just wanted to buy every single cuda it didn't matter what what it was he went to every single trader bought every cuda in the game and he did that for a week straight and then sold them then sold them all his right oh you can definitely that's do that that's if dedication. you can control the market in that in that regard so yeah i've yeah, seen people do that that's a a big thing with uh world of warcraft playing the market in that way People people play the market. They buy up everything that's lower, and then mark it all up, jack the price up, um, and deal with it in in that regard. So, yeah, I mean, it it is a thing people do, but I don't know. What do you do if you have that much money and you have the time and ambition to go do it? Yeah, stopping them. My son's not happy right now. I can hear him up there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that was the patch. So there wasn't a whole lot to it. Uh, next up on the show notes, obviously, is the Wild Hunt Crown Crates uh, are now in. Um, so the Storm Atronach season is over, and now the Wild Hunt is here. Um, and that will run probably till June, the release of um, Morrowind, Morrowind, because they're going to start the Dwemer crate season. Because obviously, if you pre-ordered, you get like 15 crates. So I'll get like 15 crates. Um, Wait, the Wemmer season? The, there are three-month oh. seasons. There's four seasons in a year. 
Yeah, but how are they going to do, you know, guars and camels and stuff like that? Well, if in... they can do spriggan made out of roots, I'm pretty sure they just do it off of, like, gears. Like, they're... Yeah. Yeah, but... I don't know. Not <laughs> I don't know. Bad that face, too. That's, <laughs> that's what we currently have there, sir. So, I mean... Oh. I just it got attacked, what... and a guard's gonna try to kill me. It's pretty funny. Well... I oh. actually have a buddy or a couple people mentioned I'm they're never going to buy exclusive mounts again. Oh yeah. Like cuz of crown crates. Oh yeah. Because they like said this was exclusive. I spent 50 bucks on this mount and now it's in a crate. Yeah. I'm not going to buy them anymore. And I mean that's kind of like what I see with a lot of the um the time limited stuff which kind of puts a thing on the time limited where oh it's time limited now but then it'll disappear. And go into crown crates in the next season or something. So that is that is a concern people have I've shown. And I think one of the major concerns with crown crates is the fact there's no way to earn them in game. Like even other games that have crown crates are not crown crates, but crates in one way or the other. There's a way of earning them in game that you can get a few of them, and then if you want more chances, you can buy more. Yeah, all they need to do is even do like a weekly, daily quest, whatever. You can earn one crown crate. Yep. And then just buy That'll more. Just completely. That actually probably make them more money because I'm never going to buy a crate. Um, But if nope. I start getting the crates and I see something that's about to end, like uh, say if it's a crown season, I really want, like say the Spriggan Bear or whatever. And I know this thing is going to end in three days and there's no way I'll be able to get it through in-game. I'll buy crown crates. And that's something I will never buy. Right. If like how it is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, if there was a way to get it in-game, I'd be working on it. But then if the season's near the end, I'm like, I still didn't get what I wanted. All right, I'm buying a few crates, right? Just to, yep. because I didn't earn it in-game for whatever reason. Absolutely. Like you said, if it was a daily quest, you get a crate a day. If you do it, whatever. Wonderful. And then by the end of the season, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to drop, you know, 5,000 crowns, buy an extra 15 so I could try to finish it up, right? And go from there. Zoss, listen, please. <laughs> yeah, please, Zoss. That'd be great. Honestly, if there was a way to earn them in-game, even at, like you said, a daily or weekly rate or so, anything like that, just they're available in-game, all my complaints would be gone because I'm like, I don't care. I mean, I can get them in-game. If I want more chances, I'll buy outside, but there, there's a way of getting it in-game. Um, but that season's now out, so you can check that out either in-game or on the official forms, they did add new items to not just... Uh, this was a question I kind of had was um, the lesser rewards, the epic and everything like that. The legendary, of course, the you know the themed mounts, but they've added new stuff, So and it looks like they've taken out, so maybe you won't see the battle mage costume anymore. We'll have an, or you will have a new battle mage costume that you get every <laughs> every patch. Um, All I want is Yokudan Charger to come back to Crown Store so I can purchase it. That's that's my favorite mount in the game. And it was just 700 crowns, and it's no longer in the Crown Store. They ah, really should that's... do the ESO Plus thing like, oh, if you have ESO Plus, you can buy it. But you have to have ESO Plus in order to, like, anything that was previous. That'd be so nice. Not going to happen, obviously, because of Crown Crates, but... Yeah. It is what it is. I hope that one day it will return. I still have faith. 
bottom of the page. All right. Sorry, I had to type that out. Someone in chat uh, asked, where I, where did I see at pre-orders get 15 crates? It's uh, on the pre-order page. It's called the Discovery Pack. Um, the Discovery Pack is for pre-order. I'm going to go ahead and, and re- I have it up here right now. Pre-order Marwin with the Discovery Pack. You get the exclusive Warden costume, the dwar- Dwarven War Dog Pet. Uh, Dwarven Crown Crates. I think they said 15. doesn't have the number on yeah. here, but I think it's 15. Think it 15. Treasure Maps and the Experience Scrolls. So it's kind of like mount the... Too? Uh, no mount. Just a costume and the oh, dog. I'm sad now. <laughs> yeah, no no mount. Um, yeah, you get Experience Scrolls, Crown Crates, Treasure Maps, the dog, and the Warden Costume. Which the Warden Costume looks cool. I, was, I mean, I was probably going to pre-order it anyway because, you know, Morrowind. But... Um, the the warden costume is actually something I will probably use because I I like that style that um, that kind of simplistic style I prefer that that you know the scale the, and leather is the armored war warhorse like the Dwemer ish armored warhorse a pre order bonus or a collector's edition bonus collector's edition remember. bonus nice sorry uh, just from I thought um, you meant from the expansion uh the pack. If you look no, at the no. actual, you will get a the armored warhorse, Sean, with yeah, the. I just googled it now too. I'm like, wait a minute, I for sure saw that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but that's with the collect. That's the collector's edition. That's anyone who buys it even after the game's out will get that. The discovery pack apparently is just for pre-orders. Whether or not the discovery pack will appear in the crown store later, like the adventurers pack did, or. Um, Probably will. You know, like the any any race, any faction. That was originally supposed to be a pre-order bonus for when the game first came out, but then ended up in the crown store later. Um, so it may end up later if that if that's a thing. But, yeah. So that's there. I'm going to go ahead and close all these windows I now have. Um, let's see. Crown store showcase. We had a crown store showcase for March 2017. Uh, major thing that I saw, obviously, we got the Jester's Festival uh, hat pack coming out because we'll have the Jester's Festival. The Earth Tier Cavern, the new ho- that the big housing area, the ha- Crown Store only house, will be available um, on March 9th is when it's first available. Um, then there's some more furniture-related items. The Saber Cats are available. We'll see those. I love it. I do like the Saber Cats. I'll probably end yeah. up getting the Saber Cats. So. Because it, it looks fierce. Like, no other mount in the game looks as badass as this. Right. Especially not the wolves. I was so disappointed with the wolves. Yeah, I'm not really they sure look- why the wolves felt the way they felt, but I agree. Now, Wicked Wolf will probably tell you otherwise, but there's just something about them that I wasn't... I don't know. I just they, didn't feel real... Look- friendly they shouldn't look friendly <laughs> that's true you say you are more fierce like maybe more snarling May- yeah, and yeah. maybe the fur being a little kicked out might have been something else you could see you know what i mean like like if you look at the saber cat it doesn't quite look like the senshi tigers because it has the fur flaring out it just gives it a more fearsome appearance like you know it's yeah. been out in the wild hunting and starving so it's angry and mad um i don't know that might be that might be part of it um but yeah, that is a that is definitely a thing, and a new personality for the jester, which obviously will come out uh, during the jester's festival, which is March twenty third through the third of April. Yep. So, 
Um, Jester's Festival is coming out. That's always cool. This seems like a kind of light patch. I I mean, I guess in reality, in terms of cosmetics, it's a light light one because there's one mount, one pet, one personality, and then a few hats from the Jester Festival. Um, but the big ticket item, of course, is a few housing items. The Earth Tier Cavern. That's probably going to be fairly expensive given the cost of manners which are like what 11 to 15k right now yeah um so i'm thinking this will be equal to that or higher because it's an exclusive so you're looking somewhere in the you know probably 12 to 15k easy maybe higher yeah do you think that like the cavern and island might be a timed exclusive too because it's not they haven't I came up with it yet. Don't know. I I would say no. Um, maybe to add some sort of exclusive. But here's the thing. I don't think they'll be time exclusive only because of the sheer cost that they have. And I don't think Zoss would want to throw them in the crown crates because if you got lucky and got it, you know, for a <laughs> small amount of sad. money. Even though it's obviously the odds are not in your favor, just like the Hunger Games uh, with Crown Crates. It's, I don't know. Like, I don't think they would throw it in the Crown Crate because of how expensive they are. Because nothing in the Crown Crates, with the exception of the, you know, the exclusive mounts that aren't anywhere else, uh, are that expensive. Because, you know, if you didn't get anything and turned them in. Buy the mounts with the gems and they are that expensive though. yeah it's about a hundred bucks or so in order to get them so yeah i agree they're there but you still have the chance i don't think they're gonna because th- here's the thing they're 400 gems where would they put the house they wouldn't put that in the in the apex line because that's supposed to be for legendary line <laughs> yeah but those are only a hundred you know that's oh uh, i'm thinking legendary above apex my bad oh no legendary like, oh, is below exist. that yeah Legendary already exists. So. Mythic, mythical, mythical, wow. yeah. Point zero zero one percent chance. I mean, they didn't write that it's time exclusive. They did not. Uh, yeah, it was not time. announced. I just was wondering if because they like the island and this like we're just getting this. What March 9th, right? Is a cavern because they they yes. kind of split them all up. Yeah, they're. Yeah, the uh, tropical get getaway they pretty much set on ESO Live will just be later, you know, TM. So we we don't know when that is, but this one's coming. So, but I do expect it to be expensive, just because based on the manners that are in the game already being unfurnished are minimum 11k, and I think they go up to like 13k unfurnished. Um, that's you know fairly expensive. So mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to time limit that because I think that would really tick people off. Because, you know, obviously people are going to want to save their crowns for those things if it's something that they want, right? Yeah. But, uh, the final bit of news that we have this week is they released a new lore story on the official forums, Faith in the Shadow of the Red Mountain. I'm obviously not going to read it um, because I don't have that voice, and I'm also in-game at the moment, so I'm not diverting my my attention for it. But if you are really into Dunmary lore, it is actually a really good book. I've already read it. And I do encourage you to do so. You can head out to the official uh, Elder Scrolls Online dot uh, com page, and you can see it there. Um, that's that's kind of uh, the end of yeah. our news. But we do have emails, so I'm going to try to pull these up after this boss. What are you guys? What are you guys thinking? 
You want to say anything while I'm fighting this boss? Yeah. I guess the only thing I didn't talk about my infinity health build. Yeah, go ahead I'm not and do gonna, that real quick oh, before we do the mail. I'm not going to give away the sets or anything else what I'm doing yet, but I believe I can get a build to where I'm going to be 25 to 30,000 health recovery is the idea. Wow. And with that, you'd be rocking about 40k health and you won't die. Now, health recovery for. So how much health are you recovering every couple seconds at that point? Um, so health re- or all your recovs happen two seconds. So like, say if you're like at max would be say, uh, it'd basically be like a 15,000 heal per second. But that's out of combat recovery or in combat recovery? No, that's in combat. I've actually already tested it. I can sit there and do nothing with my hands off the controller with 30 monsters attacking me and I won't die. Not pushing that, a button. Wow, I'm, I'm. That's interesting. I'm uh, really, really interested in that. That's really cool. Um, I will be posting a video about it later. Um, I need to get this helm, and I thought I had a heavy divines already. I have a heavy divine CP40. Oh, the, gotcha. I got. You. I remember running this dungeon. I I was trying to get this for a long time, and the guy's like, "Hey, can we do this really quick?" And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I already did it like 13 times a day. I'll just, I'll help you out. And I get that. And this was before you were guaranteed helms. Oh, no. I was no. so mad. I still have it. I locked it. Worst case why. scenario, I'll just do with that. And I don't have a heavy divine shoulder either. So I'd be like, all right, this, these are how you can optimize it even more. And I'm assuming blah will happen. But Right. 15k per second passive heal should be impossible. And yeah. that, it's not. It is not. I, mean, I, t- I actually told you about the build already, Ark, in D- Yeah, Discord. I know, I know, but uh, you didn't tell me the part that it would be 15k and heal per because second. I've been working with Galsker a little bit, trying to think of how we can do it in PvP, too. Right now, it's only PvE viable, because you hit, like, a wet noodle. <laughs> <laughs> like, you might as well just hit him with a wet noodle. Um, but if we can make it PvP viable, health recovery is not uh, stopped in uh, in PvP. It's not halved. I mean, if, still... you, if with that much health recovery, you would be pretty much unkillable in PvP as well. And I am pretty sure people would report you for hacking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not hacking though. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I I want. I got reported yeah. for hacking using Meridia because they're like, you're you're uh, ddosing me. No, I'm not ddosing you. You just don't know what the set is. Doing. If right. you would read your text, <laughs> you would see. Um. All right. So actually, Arc, if you are you yeah. doing something that's like you know. No, I'm just jumping in around. the in the notes. I have it at the very bottom of the notes. Would you mind reading that email for me, please? Give me a second. He's like, I have to kill this AD really quick. He's <laughs> like, oops, I I didn't uh, didn't know I was you, I was gonna make you, I was gonna make you read, but I am because I'm uh, running this. The notes is that it's I at the see. very bottom. It's not under emails. I just threw it in the very bottom, so you can see. Like it. throwing you under the bus. Throwing you under the bus. <laughs> yeah. Second. So yeah. Oh, okay, there it is. Yep. So it's from Paul. Um, okay, it's a different format. Okay, yeah. subject, cross-server play. 
Regarding the question in episode 136 about cross-server play for ESO Plus members, one possible way to implement this would be to allow ESO Plus members to transfer their characters from one server to another. I think something like this is already in place to a limited extent in that, uh, in that live characters can be copied to the PTS on PC. Stat progress inventory information should be a fairly small dataset. So if you normally play on PC but, uh, but want to play with a friend on PS4, you can transfer your PC character to the, to the PS4 server. So when you log in on PS4, you don't have to start a new character. Then when you are done on PS4, you can transfer your progress back to PC servers similar with US European servers on same platform. Possibly even better if you can link your PC and PS4 accounts and then progress is automatically mirrored. Could be issued with inventory items if economies are very different between servers, although could also be interesting to see if arbitrage opportunities even things out even things out and or are part of benefit to ESO+. Not necessarily a perfect idea, but at least one way to implement the original suggestion without having to create much beyond what is already in place. That's that kind of it. an interesting idea. Like, I have ESO on PC, but I don't want to play on my PC. You like, I've so I've never played uh, ESO with you guys, even though I own two games of it. <laughs> but <laughs> just because I. I maxed out on my character. I only like playing my one guy, but if I was able to transfer back and forth, that'd be amazing. Right. My my issue, and it's not an issue, it's more of a technical limitation. Yeah. Uh, data is stored, uh, obviously, probably, well, I don't know, obviously, but it generally how most data is stored is uh, character data, all that's stored in a SQL database. And generally, while it's written actively, you can't use an active database. What they would have to do is they'd have to take a, a backup of your character's data, which generally happens depending on how much uh, they, the, you know, that they're backing up on probably a 10 or 15 minute uh, interval. So that's why when you have rollbacks and stuff like that, um, you're like, you know, like if something were happening, you're like, oh no, I was working on a quest, but now I, I, I can't because I, I'm back where I started. It's because that was the last time the database saved your progress. Um, I know games like uh, for server transfers and stuff like that, that's essentially what they do. And they do the same thing on the console is they take a period in time. They take a certain backup of your character and go, all right, this is being transferred to whatever console, right? Like here's where it's going. Or, you know, PTS, rather, not console. I, for PS, it would all depend on, like, I don't know, if there was limitations on how quickly you could transfer back and forth, whether or not there was a, a time delay, and how much they could automate the process. Because, yeah, it is possible, but I can't think of, and even even when Blizzard does it with their character transfers from server to server, that's essentially what you're doing is you're taking a copy of your character's uh, backup data from whatever point in time that you're at. It'll take a backup of you manually, or you know, it kicks off when you initiate the transfer, backs up your character, and then transfers that information to the new server. Um, I don't know... Of course, I don't know how Blizzard does this. Is is does it require some uh, customer service guy to be sitting there going, "Okay, click and move," or is it automated? I don't know. 
I mean, they have the money to have a CS team that maybe there's a group of people. That's all they do. Whenever a, a server transfer comes in, they sit there and transfer people. That's why they said it can take up to 24 hours, even though I've never had it take that long. I've only ever had it take maybe at most an hour. I don't know. Like, I think it'd be neat, but there's a lot of technical limitations that I don't know if they could, if they could do, because I'm sure they're not going to want some poor CS person sitting there trying to back up your information every time you want you know anytime an eso plus player goes hey i'm transferring over to you know like uh sean all right i want to transfer my character over for imperial city night so i'll be there so i'm going to transfer before eight o'clock on thursday and then i want to transfer back you know <laughs> for the rest of the week are you going to have some poor cs guy there trying to do all that i don't think so so they would have to find a way of of automating it in some form or fashion to make it viable. Uh, I could see it happening as a paid service going forward. You know, like, Hey, you, you for 2000 crowns, we'll copy your character. Like we did for the people who bought the game uh, on console. Like I did, uh, cause it was 20 bucks and I was like, I'll support the game. So I'm like, absolutely. And then it was transferred over from that point in time. I could see that as a as a service. Uh, I still don't see how it would work, at least not with current technology, as far as I know it. Because um, I can tell you right now, I sure as heck at my job wouldn't want to uh, take requests from customers to restore their data back. You know, from you know, 15 minutes ago, move it to another server because that would be a manual process on my side. I'd have to go into the database, make a backup of it, transfer it to a new server, and go from there. You know, can you uh, imagine people trying to go to all like that PS4, Xbox, EU, PS4, Xbox, and Clum PC, whatever, just go to all the traders? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doing that, especially if it was free, if you were just paying a sub, I can tell you what. 15 bucks a month isn't enough for me to want to want to do that in my job, <laughs> you know, to take the different request or whatever. Like you said, buying everything on PC where it's cheaper and then going and, um, you know, selling it on console where it's more expensive than transferring that money back over time. Yeah, I agree. The money would probably shift off because there would no longer be one market. You'd have multiple markets, you know, it'd be like, well, why in the world would I, pay 25 K for a temper here when I can just transfer my character to cons or to PC and buy it for seven and come back, you know, that's my thought. No one else. Um, <laughs> I had like two points. Oh, like what would you do if one of the servers went down? Like say if Xbox went down, cause as you say, we're notorious and I kind of agree. To be honest, we go down a lot. What would happen if your like the Xbox service would go down? Would you be able to access your character? Probably no, not. No, because it's completely tied to that service. You would have to. That wait wouldn't till... be just like Xbox or PS4. That would be probably eat everything. Would probably just crash. Yeah, would... it, I could see that. Like it would. There is a a sense of everything being separate. I don't know how much control Zos has over the Xbox servers because. The, they don't. They can't even release patches till they're vetted, right? So I mean, yep. could you imagine that level of control over copying uh, servers over? Like even when they did it for when the consoles first came out, I you know they might have did a deal with that as part of hey we're moving all this stuff over. 
But I don't know if Microsoft would allow them to, you know, and, and this goes the same for Sony to go, hey, we need to copy a character over. I don't know if they have that level of control without a huge wait time. I agree. Um, I would and, love that, though. Oh, I mean, it's a, like if it was. I would love just, it if we could all just play together and just do cross platform yeah. like uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> 14 does. Ultimate you know? cross platform. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Um, and I mean, let's face, it, I know, I know people are like, Oh, it might be unfair. You can play like PC can play with cons or controller or, uh, um, keyboard and mouse. I so could, I would do nerd man right now on my character. Just so you know, I'd, I'd challenge him and I'd probably win. Okay. All right. Yeah. But we can't. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, it's all skill based too. I mean, if you're really well, good yeah. with a controller, by all means, it could be better than a mouse and keyboard. It's, it's I can't just... remember. Was it on ESO Live or no? It was actually in uh, the interview with Nate, where yeah. they had that one person on controller just wrecking people with mouse and keyboard. Yeah, like and... I was telling Ark earlier today when you weren't here, uh, that for for us to like say roll dodge, like you hold block, you push jump, which is A, and then you pull in whatever direction you want. And it's very smooth to do it. And I, I don't know. It feels very intuitive. Right. I mean, it's, at the end, it's about getting used to. I yeah, mean, that's I, true. I've seen people play first-person shooters with a controller, and I can't even run straight with a controller in any game. So it's, it's about I, getting used first to First-person shooter, shooters, I've played both PC and controller. And I shooters definitely, I would say, is more control on... Uh, pc for sure and same well, thing yeah, with like i, I wouldn't say pc games. i'd say keyboard and mouse because you can use a keyboard and mouse on those new true you true. can you just you have can. to set it up it's like frowned upon too well yeah but i mean you can <laughs> you, you can. can um and the way the game's built with you can literally just go into um uh, you can literally just go into your settings. And go, I want to use a the the keyboard and mouse control setup or the uh, console control setup. You could do either, which is really cool. So, I mean, take it as you will, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of that uh, arc. I put the next one in there too. Oh, there's another one. We okay. have three today, okay. which is awesome. Thank uh, thank you so much mm-hmm. for everyone who who messaged us. Uh, I really do love these mailbags, so keep it up. Uh, you can either email us directly, contact at dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, or you can go to our website, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, and there's a contact us option, and you can send a message directly from there if you so desire. Uh, so if you have any questions, anything like that, absolutely, please send them. They're awesome. I'm, I'm so glad we got a couple, because it's been a long time since we had a mailbag. Uh, this one is from Cisco. Subject suggestion. Hey guys, love your podcast, but I have one suggestion. Can you please put timestamps on the description of your podcast? Because your podcast goes pretty long and for myself and I'm sure others, I want to only hear certain parts of your show. Speaking for myself, I only want to hear you guys talk about the rumored news and your analysis of updates to the game, but trying to find those parts in two plus hours of conversation is not easy and frustrating. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, actually we did that once upon a time. Um, yeah, I remember yeah like it, 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 it worked cause a few people liked it, but you know, the majority of our audience didn't care. They listened to the whole thing. Uh, what I probably will do in the future, 
um, not saying it's going to be right away. I got to work on it a little bit is I'll probably add skip points on the YouTube videos only. Um, the, the, the podcast feed, uh, I'm not going to put timestamps on that because most people who listen to a podcast anyway, don't really, don't really care. They're listening to the whole thing. I don't even know if that wasn't even a thing. If you could do that, like uh, I've listened to many podcasts I can put it and I've in, never even seen that option. I can put it in the description where you can see a timer oh. and I'm just, it's going to mess with my format and I like yeah. my website pretty. Uh, I don't want to see this whole number <laughs> thing on the bottom. Uh, so for the podcast listeners, you, you don't get anything cool like that. Um, but uh, for the YouTube, I'll probably add jump points in the future. So you'll be able to jump back and forth between our subsections. Um, so, yeah, that, thank you for the suggestion and uh, thank you for listening. I'm glad that uh, you enjoy us for news and speculation. I guess another thing, just I, it's a little tangent, but I actually was a podcast listener and I've now this is what my fifth or sixth episode I've been on the show. Yeah, so, a couple. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I'm throwing the last one in here right now, Ark. There you go. As I'm dying. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is from Andrew Jones. Subject co op. Cooperate. Yeah. Yeah, co-op. for co op. Yeah. Yeah. Hi. Love the podcast. Just got into playing Elder Scrolls with a few friends and would like to know if you can co-op the quests with my group. Had a little difficulty trying to sort it all out. Any help or advice would be great. Thanks, Andrew. Um, yeah, uh, I, I understand the issue that you're experiencing. And a lot of that issue is so the early portion of the game. Uh, it, it got a lot better. Um, but I will tell you, in the when the game first came out, it was very hard. If you were not essentially um, (laughs) starting the quest together and doing them at the same time, you would often phase yourself out. Now, there is a few instances of that, that if you're not on the same quest, you can't see one another. Thankfully, it's a lot less. Um, Honestly, the only thing I can really tell you with that, because it's not something you can really control, because it's Zoss who's who's the one who are controlling it, uh, with phasing, it gets a lot better in the DLC stuff. So Craglorn, uh, Rothgar, um, Gold Coast, Dark Brotherhood, that kind of stuff, it's a lot better. Uh, my only real suggestion is, yeah, bring your friends to do your quest, but in some of the the vanilla zones, it is very hard because of phasing going forward. Um, I honestly just do your best. That's honestly the only thing you can really do. Um, well, I wouldn't recommend it for, especially if you're trying to experience the story for the first time, but you can always press share quest. Yeah. That helps. But if you want to experience the story, just do it by yourself. Like the vanilla zone questions, in my opinion, or you make new characters that you all only play together. That's an option too. Um, if that is something that, you know, you really want to do, um, and I don't want to say like you can't play, but you're going to have those situations that unless you're all playing at the exact same time and you wait for one another, you are going to hit a few quests, especially quests that change the outcome of the world. Like, you know, a town being saved or destroyed or something along those lines. Uh, Ooh, I just got a blood spawn mask in divines, which is pretty awesome. Not going to lie there. Yeah. yeah. If you're not, if you're not playing together and waiting for everyone to do the quest, like I did with uh, Thais, my wife, we played together for a long time 
and up until you know she wasn't able to do it anymore um, we still play together we'll still do stuff but I actually have another character with one Tamriel that I run with her character where we left off I literally don't touch this character unless we're playing together so it sits exactly where we leave off and I run around on my main and do stuff the rest of the time um, but it does get a lot better in the later pack you like in the DLC zones it gets a lot better. You can literally pick up and go, where are you at? Hey, let's go do this quest here. Have you done it? Oh, you have? Let's move to another one. And there's no real issue with phasing um, that there is in the early game. So, I, I mean, that that's kind of all I got. Does anyone else have any other, any other tips for him? Not me. No? Okay. If you're on the same, go PvP together. You can definitely do that. <laughs> Go and do all the uh, well, in Cyrodiil, you have those quests like from the towns, yes, those are easy to do together. You won't phase out if you're in the same faction and same uh, campaign, yeah. I couldn't think. Uh, Craglorn's another one of those. If you just like doing quests together, there's dailies that show up every day that you can do together, so and they're they're fairly difficult, so I mean, they're something fun to do. Um, but yeah, that's the end of our mailbag guys. Thank you so much for everyone who emailed and, uh, thank you so much, Ark and Sean on you for you guys showing up for the show today. Did you guys have fun? I did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Somehow or another, we're still at two hours. (laughs) You're welcome. You told me to continue to talk and I was like, all right, I got you. I got you. I know Sean (laughs) carried this It's pretty amazing, but, uh, yeah. Um, thank you so much for my co-host showing up. Thank you so much, chat room. You guys have been great. Uh, check us out, dungeoncrawlernetwork.com, facebook.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. And of course, our, um, YouTube, youtube.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork. Thank you so much to our awesome Patreons supporters. I wanted to shout out to them as well, because we are doing a giveaway in at the first of May for a, uh, collector's edition of Morrowind so that's open to our Patreon subs thank you so much you guys are amazing we hope you enjoyed this episode of Tales of Tamriel and we will see you next week have a great day everybody bye bye the serpent lights the ancient sky and red of tainted stars evil stirs and in its way Souls of mortals sway and sorrow reigns over fields of red and spirit.
to the beauty of dawn.